Welcome to the Building Confidence Smiles podcast, bringing clarity and transparency to all aspects of cosmetic dentistry and answering some of the most common questions that people have. This is your host, Dr. Brian Harris, and I hope you enjoy this episode. It's so good to see you. I, I you know. Forever. Well, hey, I thought let's, I, I wanted to do this. I wanted to, to really just catch up, you know, because, you know, I, I find that, that, you know, you come down, we work together, um, you know, we, we go through this process together, but then, you know, we, we don't really have that much communication after. Now, the, the joy of social media is we've been able to go back and forth numerous times on various different things. I mean, that's, that's what kind of keeps us in touch. But, but, uh, but no, let's keep this super chill, conversational. Um, I love what you're doing. I love the mountain biking, first off. Yeah, I. What is that? Love it. I don't know. I'm just freaking good at it, probably because I grew up robbing people on bikes, you know? <laughs> No, but you are. And it's not, I mean, I know because I did a lot in dental school yeah. in San Francisco, but yeah, like some of the single track stuff and like you just are you just feeling it? Are you liking it? I love it. I love jumping. I love just yep. I love jumping high. And I love going fast. I just got to 32 miles an hour downhill. Oh geez. Yeah. See, I worry about breaking my hands and you know. Yeah. I mean, me too. That's how I make uh, my money. But I did what your I did what your brother did, and I insured my hands for a lot of money. So <laughs> All right. Well, he didn't do that, but he had the insurance, so when he hurt his hands, he was fine. It, so it, it I covered. actually got insurance just for hands. It's smart. Yeah. Well, you think about what we do. Yeah. Uh, you know, actually, let's talk about what you do first because I think I think it's so important. I think it's actually one of the ways that that we found each other because you know you are kind of known you know, from what I saw really West coast, like all over of like being like the master when it comes to, you know, artistry and browse, you know, and let's, let's talk about that because that was, that's an industry that wasn't even around like six years ago. And now it's everywhere, but there's starting to be this division from what I see is, you know, those that really know how to do it and do it well. Um, take us down that journey, like from an artistic standpoint, how did you get into it? Like, How's it going? Well, I first got into it because I track, I like follow Korea closely. I track every beauty trend coming out of Korea. They're geniuses when it comes to the beauty industry yeah. and microblading came around and I, I don't want to tattoo faces. It's terrifying, yeah. uh, but I am a, an artist. I used to sell my paintings in uh, Denver and Park City and Logan and a few other places. Um, so that's very different than like blood, right? And like cutting into people's faces. But I was in a bad situation, yeah. bad marriage that I was trying to get out of, right? And so I see this thing, I'm obsessed with this thing. I wanna get this thing. I'm thinking of even going to Australia to get the best person to do my eyebrows. And then I see someone down uh, like a town over from where I was living was doing it like this podunk tiny town. Yeah. I was like, she could do it, I could do it. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, what? And she was the second person in Utah offering it. It was so early time. So I got so big because I got in ground level as a third person in Utah to offer it. Um, wow. But I stayed because of my understanding of, uh, you know, physiology, like the human face. Mm -hmm. Then I also have a degree in, in Egyptology. So <laughs> go figure. 
but so I have this very scientific background That's and I think cool. what where I'm good is I have a perfect understanding of the science of humans and their skin and their physiology and what it takes to actually get a tattoo into them the correct way and have it maintain and not turn gray and not turn red yep. and then I also have a artistic mind so I have a scientific and an artistic mind and they just married and made this perfect I love it and I also say it saved my life because it got me out of that really scary marriage I was in. So, yeah. Well, what's crazy is, you know, I, I feel like our professions are unique in a lot of ways in that some people may look at what you do as like, oh, it's just tattooing eyebrows, like it's vanity or it's just a cosmetic thing. But talk to us about, like, I've seen some like pretty massive pivot points you've created in your own clients' lives of you know, cancer patients or people with alopecia or like, talk about that for a minute, because that's, that's pretty cool. Um, so I do the really big makeovers because I know how to like balance faces. I just want to segue for one second. That's yeah. how I chose you to do my teeth. I am psychotic about, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, the balance, facial yeah. balance, mostly as an artist, I'm psychotic about facial balance and there are just certain things you do and do not do with certain faces. Yeah. The same with eyebrows are with teeth. The teeth go off of a million features on the face, right? Uh, you can't do long teeth if you have a short face. You mm -hmm. can't do wide teeth if you have a narrow face. There are these things that balance and things that can completely imbalance the face. I do the same thing with brows. I know how to balance the face completely. So if a girl comes in with a heavy face, I know how to make it look slimmer. You do the same thing with teeth. I had looked for probably seven years wow. for someone to do my teeth. I had trusted someone to do it before. It didn't go well. And I feel like when it doesn't go well, that's when you really start doing your research. Like yeah. you really start doing your research. So I wanted to find someone who understood how to balance facial features with teeth. Anything you do to the face, anything you fix on the face can completely throw off the balance. You know what I mean? If the person doesn't know what they're doing. And the last dentist gave me these huge wide laterals. It was horrible. And so I chose you because of your ability to like balance the face. But going back to brows, this is what I do with brows too. I make uh, bigger faces look thinner. I make long faces look shorter. I make small eyes look bigger. And you can do this all with like the symmetry of the face oh but the cancer patient program can oh, i say yeah. that it's the love of my life my cancer patient program so um i was raised by a single mom and i watched her go through two forms of cancer and it was horrible and um so i wanted to do a cancer patient program when i was a makeup artist i also did like free makeup for cancer patients but it washed off you know it's like temporary self-esteem yeah. Um, so when I started doing this, I remember my first thought when I trained in this was, oh my gosh, I can give them permanent eyebrows. Like they don't come off at a time when they don't have eyebrows and they don't have hair and they don't feel like themselves. And one of the biggest battles you face in cancer is going through this, this terrible trial where you don't even look and feel like yourself. So not only are you fighting for your life, but most of them say that they feel like they look like an alien so they right. and that, that is a huge mental problem right a mental um barricade yeah. as it were that they have in this in overcoming it so it's really awesome to give them free eyebrows and like i don't know just give them back like this tiny sense of self and this tiny bit 
of themselves during the biggest fight of their life. So I love the program. Send me all the people. Awesome. Well, and I think it's a it's a good crossover into a topic that that I think about often, right? Because I have I have four kids. I have two daughters. Like I I believe that you know how one feels about themselves is super important. And I think you know that's something that you know what I try to teach my kids is that you know you've got to you've got to love yourself. And so there's this this side of me that believes that you just need the love of like what you've been given, you know? And then there's this other side of me that's also, I see on a day-to-day basis how lives really can be transformed, whether it is eyebrows or whether it is a new smile. And so for me, it's always trying to have that balance of, of how, how to do this and how to do it in the best way. And, and ultimately what it comes down to for me is knowing that, you know, story after story after story of lives truly changing, some more drastic than others, but you know it allows me to to understand both sides of it. You got to love yourself, but if there's something you can do that's going to help you get to that place a little bit faster, yeah, you know, then, then do it. You know, yeah, like how you feel about yourself, uh, how you feel about your appearance is huge in achieving your goals, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a very rough childhood. I was homeless on and off. And on top of being homeless on and off, I was raised in the South. I was raised in a very classist society where if you didn't come from money or names, man, you were nothing. Like you were something stuck to people's shoe. And so I was raised being bullied and I was something stuck to people's shoe. And it's funny because there's so many physical markers of your socioeconomic status, right? Mm -hmm. And one of my biggest physical markers of, hey, I'm poor, treat me like crap was my teeth. My teeth were so flipping crooked and I had an open bite. And I, I remember losing a job because it was a serving job and they didn't want to put me in front of people because of my teeth, literally my teeth. And uh, my teeth were just like always this issue, right? Like this thing that kept me down psychologically. Yeah. I chose to keep myself down or believe put more, you know, power into this than it needed to be. But it's also where I grew up a huge thing, right? Reality, yeah. And it's just this thing. I hated pictures of myself. I hated looking in the mirror. I just, you know, and that like takes on um, a life of its own. It's like this thing where you just don't feel good enough. And you feel like the moment you smile is the moment you lose people. And some of that is in my head, but some of that actually does happen. In my sure. head. And it is crazy. Um when you feel good about yourself, how people react to you. Yeah. And they probably would have reacted like that if you just had the confidence, even with the crooked teeth, but some of us need help to get there. You know what I mean? We uh-huh. can't just imagine up this amazing self-esteem. And so that's what the teeth were for me. And I, I cried when I saw my teeth. I remember feeling like it erased a lot of pain in my past and I could actually be given a fair shot with people and people wouldn't judge me on that. Even dating a lot of guys were like, you're really pretty until you smile <laughs> you know? yeah. and it just crushes you. So I remember crying when I got my teeth and knowing that I was going to go out and kick the world's ass. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, no, but the, really there's power in that, right? There's, Oh yeah. You know, there's, Huge. there's, there's this thing that happens in, and what I try to do with every one of my cases, and you know, because you you can see on my Instagram feed, no two cases are alike, truly. They're all different. 
because I, I really do believe it comes down to, like you said, it totally depends on facial features and it's got to naturally flow with the face. Mm-hmm. And it's balancing that with what people want too. Because I think there's the biggest mistake professionals can make, in my opinion, is that that I get to into this idea or this opinion of I know it's best. And I stop listening to my patients, right? Because there is a part of this where I feel like I do know it's best, but there's this whole other side of, yeah, but at the end of the day, I'm here to serve my patients. I'm here to help give them what they want. And if they mm-hmm. want something that is a little bit brighter than what I would normally choose, like I've got to be able to listen to that. So it's like bring the best of me, but then also be willing to, to be there to serve them, you know? This happened with us. Yep. I chose like this shade and you were like, that is no, you need a brighter <laughs> shade. And I was like, no, because I love fake beauty. Okay. Yep. This is not even my nose. Okay. Yep. <laughs> but I also like it to be indetectable. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I remember getting a shade that was much darker and you were like, but you really did. You conceded the point because you could see it meant so much yep. and look. And it freaking worked. Yeah, it I mean, that's, and that's the point. And that's what's hard sometimes because sometimes <clears throat> what influences me is yeah, five or six patients I just saw before you that all wanted a certain look and style. And so I'm always having to pull myself back and 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 you know bring myself back to the place of like, okay, at the end of the day, I've got to listen. You know, that's that's the only way this works. Yeah, I think you're very good at listening. But I think you're also, I think that you walk a very fine line super well. And that is being the expert, but listening, you know what I mean? I, I, it's the same thing with eyebrows. It's like, you know, what's best, but also you have to be able to listen because you can't just like force a shape onto somebody's face or, or force something onto their face if they're so uncomfortable with it. But then also you can't let your patients lead you down a road that you know won't be good for them. And I think you're very good at walking that line, which mm. is what you want in someone, uh, I don't know, putting teeth in your face. No, no, you're you're right. And I think that's just years of years of going through that and realizing like it is a yeah, it's all about communication in my opinion. Yeah. If if when that stops, like that's when issues arise that's when problems happen and and so you know just keeping that line of communication open well you're nicer than me so i'm always telling people no i'm not going to put that on your face you're going to look like a hooker no we're not doing that so you're nicer than me that's good good for you i I struggle with that (laughs) so let's talk about hold on let me let me check i'm gonna see how i'm doing on time because this is good oh yeah we're solid um Let's segue into something a little bit different. Um, when you went through the process yeah. and we first connected. So one of the things that I, I really believe in is the, the power of video consults and virtual consults. That's why they call me the virtual dentist. It's, it, it, but it's, it's more so about helping the patient see and understand like, hey, here's who I am. Here's the process. Here's how it works. And then here's what it costs. And just creating like this transparency around the whole thing. Yeah. Tell me what that was like on the patient side, because I, I can talk that up. I, I believe a certain way about how we should do things as dentists, but from a patient standpoint, where were you coming from as you're looking at getting it done? What was holding you back? Like what, what about that was important to you? Um, so I looked for seven years. I contacted a lot of dentists and I was met with a lot of, um, 
they're so busy. They don't have time to really answer my questions. And you're like, you're putting teeth in my face, bro. Uh, That was a problem. And I'm paying you a lot of money to do it. You know, it's like a ton. You're going to them for a service. Yeah. Keep going. This, this is good. Yeah. And when I say I'm asking questions, I'm asking like three, even extensive, not a neurotic person. I just had like very simple questions. They just didn't have the time. Um, or I couldn't get a hold of them. It was just like their assistant and their, their limitations to what an assistant can and can't answer for a doctor. Um, so they were automatically no, because if we don't have a good person in a personal relationship, you're not touching my mouth because that is a marker of when, you know, that person isn't going to listen to you in person either. And is just going to like, pretend like they're listening and like my first dentist did, and then put whatever they want in your mouth. Um, so when I saw that you had a virtual consult, I'd never seen that before. I mean, I got these from you for like a long time ago. I mean, this was like, in I feel like this was when they first started. How long has it been? Like four years? Has it been that long? Three? Four at least. I think four, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're right. I think it has been around four. Yeah. And so I remember seeing this, this, this doctor is doing a virtual consult. And I remember being blown away when your video response was you. Yeah. I was like, this dude is answering everybody's question with a personalized video when I can't even get the average doctor to like email me back a response to two questions blew my freaking mind so in that I automatically trusted you because you could see that you cared so much about your patients that you were willing to take the excruciating amount of time that it it takes to respond to everybody's questions via video like that's that's amazing so I, I trusted you and it mitigated so much anxiety like the not knowing what you're getting yourself into you explained yourself you made the process so transparent, so clear. And then the trust comes in, which you need in this process. This is a big deal. I had it done poorly. And so this is, and when it's done poorly, destroys your confidence, destroys, I had like chiplets sure. in my mouth. So it almost, yeah. it almost, yeah, it takes you the other way sometimes where, oh yeah, you know, you're self-conscious in a different way. Oh, I was mm-hmm. devastated. Oh. Yeah. At least I could like smile before and it was like kind of okay, but I was literally like, hiding it. this i just it was horrible well the 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 virtual piece it's, it's funny because i think what gets in the way is the dentist themselves or you know if it's outside of dentistry in any business it's this idea that okay i've got to take time to do this but what if they're just price shopping or what if they're not ready or you know it's looked at as is almost wasting wasting their time because they don't know how committed somebody is and what's been fascinating is, is when I saw it differently, when I was like, no, no, no. it really is about trust. And, mm-hmm. and as a business owner, when you put up all these barriers and you make it really difficult for people to do business with you, people don't do business with you. Go on. It increases oh. your conversion rate of interested customers. This is how I treat my, uh, you know, like clients who want to come to me. I take the time. I answer their questions one-on-one. I respond to everybody's message. Like yeah. I put love into people and that's what you do and it will come back well and it takes the selling out of it right so now you don't don't have to sell you're just being a human talking to another human and i i think that's what's been the most freeing thing for me is now i can i can get on a video record it knowing that the reality is let's say a good 50 percent of people watch that video aren't ready to move forward you know and and maybe they are just looking just to see what it's all about but that's okay because it's it's that many more people that I get a chance to touch and to 
to, to get in front of and to help them see who I am. But the, the most freeing thing is being able to just get on there and say, hey, and you have to feel it, right? You have to be able to get on and say, here's who I am. Here's what I do. Here's people just like you have treated. Here's what I recommend for you. Here's what it's going to cost. And then really be able to say, hey, when you're ready, I'm here. And and be okay if people aren't ready. And, and in turn, I mean, it's crazy from a business standpoint, you know, from when it started, literally, you know, and we had a successful practice before, and, you know, and I'm not here to talk about money or numbers, but it's, it's literally tripled the business. And it's, it's taken me, you know, where, where I'm booked out six months now in advance. And, and I don't have to sell anything. I just yeah. serve as many people You're as I You're just can. a human being. It's crazy. But what's nice, I loved that. I loved the no pressure. It helped me trust you more. But yeah, the last thing you want to do is pressure somebody into this. It's the same thing with like eyebrows. I'm not going to pressure anybody into a tattoo. If I sense they're not ready, I just send them home. Yeah. You know what I mean? But so it's stupid to even try to pressure people. But I loved that about you. You could sense that you're just passionate. What you get when you get that level of service is you really get a provider that is so passionate about what they do that they take the time. People who are only interested in money, those are the people who don't have the time to answer your questions because they have a God complex. They're God and you're stuck to their shoe and you're taking their time. But with you, you have a passion for actually helping people and you love the transformations and that shows in the care you take with your clients and the attention you give to people who aren't even patients, they're just complete strangers. And so it does, it, it develops this like trusting relationship. It's really great. That was actually really powerful how you said that. And I, I've, I've never used it in those words, but that's, it really is, in my opinion, that is kind of what it comes down to. If, if, if you don't have the time, you know, if you can't just give people a little bit of time for free, you know, it says a lot about maybe why you're doing it. And, and, yeah. and maybe that's a, an aggressive statement to say it that way, but I do believe that, you know, it's not devaluing what you do. I think sometimes people look at that as like, well, my time's worth it. We're, my time's worth more than that. And we don't want to well, do humans are worth more than that. Exactly. You know? And so yeah. that, yeah, it's like my time's worth more than that. And then you put that other layer on top of it, but you know what? Yeah. Like people are worth human even more than that. Yeah. And that's crazy. I mean, yeah. that's, that's, I think that's the secret to success. That's why it's worked so well for you. That's why, you know, I feel so grateful to have come across that realization. I, one of my favorite books is called the go-giver. I don't know if you've read it, but that's that, that's the whole premise of the book. It just talks about like value, 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 then then ask for, for the sale. And when people are ready to buy, they're going to buy from you because you took the time and you, you provided so much value that the trust is there. Oh, yeah. It's like, have you ever read Deepak Chopra, Seven Spiritual Laws of Success? I haven't, but I've heard it's amazing. <gasps> it's so good. But he says yeah. this. He's, he, he says, find out what you can do for humanity that no one else can do. Find out what you can do better than anything else for people. Have a passion for it and then help people. Like have a passion for helping people with this gift and you will be successful. And that is what you have. It's what I have. Well, I just so really have. Yeah. like people. I really love women. I love supporting women. I love helping women feel better about themselves, especially since I came from what I came from you know what I mean and changing a few things in my parents has completely changed my confidence which changed my attitude and my outlook and has made me way confident and super and the confidence helped me be successful and 
so yeah, no, I have a super big passion for it. And it's funny because I, I got successful and then I read the book and I was like, oh, that's how I did it. Because people always ask how you do it. And you're like, I don't know. I just like people and talking to them, but you have this, you have this passion for humans and you have this passion for helping people and you love the transformations and you love not just the transformations, but you love what happens to people after the transformations. Like you have a real passion for humans and it shows. So, well, thank you. Super and glad I, I found you. Well, no, and it's it was awesome to work with you. And the crazy thing is, I look at at our professional relationship, and it was like, it was amazing working together, and it was amazing like doing the dentistry and all that. But what's even way cooler than that is to see, like, since then, every time you post something when you're smiling, anytime you're you're even just in stories like talking and the confidence, I'm like, you know, to me, that's what it's about. That's what. That's what, what makes it exciting. So uh, I know we're, we're short on time, but tell me, let, I'm going to let you have the last words because I, I truly believe, you know, in what I do, you know, it really isn't about the teeth. It's about people. And I know we've talked about that really this whole time, but, um, you know, share some last words of wisdom with us, you know, give, give anybody listening, just really some advice, you know, if they're stuck in their career or if they're stuck with their self-confidence, you know, take take us out here I think I think if you're stuck in your confidence or stuck in like a place of not being confident the first thing you do is you have to like make big moves right but the first thing you have to do is change the way you see the world the way you see the world dictates your actions and your actions dictate your reality so I love books like the seven spiritual laws of success um, books like this that kind of like change the way you see the world. And then you have to unapologetically do whatever you need to do to feel better about yourself. Damn people's opinion, damn society. You have to do whatever it is. For me, I had to fix my nose and I had to fix my teeth. I was bullied so bad about these things. And the moment I did, I had all this confidence to try the craziest things I've ever tried. Like I'm getting my pilot's license right now and I own a motorcycle and I've become this crazy cool mountain biker. And literally all these things started when I got confident, when I read these books, changed the way I saw the world and then just unapologetically kicked the world's ass and unapologetically did whatever I needed to do to feel good and confident. And so... Here I am. And thank you because what you did changed my life. This was the first thing I did for myself and it changed my life. You know, it just started me on this path and I'm just like on fire. And it's, it's been fun. Like, I feel like I've got a front row seat to it all. And I feel like even though it's just through like Instagram stories and and photos, but you know, it's, it's an example of like a, a true pivot in, in, you know, you were going down a good path before, but I see where you're going now is just, is it's wild and uh, I'm excited to see what you go and create moving forward. Thank you for doing this. Like I really appreciate yeah. you coming on here. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Christy. <laughs> Thank you. Hey everybody, really quick before you go. So recently I opened up a texting community, which means you can now text me your questions. As you listen to these podcasts, if you have questions that come up, feel free, reach out. I spend about 10 to 15 minutes a day answering these questions. Number is 480-210-4816. All you got to do is text that number and just type in hello. 
Uh, I'll save it on my end. You can save it on your end and we can start having conversations. Lastly, doctors, if you are not part of the Smile Virtual community already, you are missing out on an amazing group of doctors that see the world differently and use technology to connect and communicate with patients. So if you're not part of it already, visit www.smilevirtual.com, get signed up, and we can help answer any other additional questions that you have.